Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Adaptation Station podcast. My name is Danielle. And I'm Sage. And we're here to talk about a new book, well, an old book and a new movie adaptation that we enjoyed this weekend. It's called My Father's Dragon, and it has recently been turned into a Netflix movie. Yeah. So if you are, if your interest is piqued by what you hear today, um, the book is a little bit older so you can probably find a copy used or a copy at your library and the book is short enough that we were able to read it all in one sitting yeah um and then the the movie is also not very long so this is a very this is a weekend treat if you are interested so just to give you a little idea uh, about what the book is about um it's Somebody talking about, the narrator's talking about their father who went on an adventure when he was a child. And it begins by him taking in a stray cat and trying to feed it. But his mother absolutely does not want the cat in the house. And so this boy, you know, kind of wants to strike out on his own. He's very frustrated by the mother. And... The cat ends up being a talking cat and tells him about an island where a dragon is being held hostage by some wild animals and says, you know, you could go on an adventure to free this dragon. And the boy likes the sound of that and he goes on the adventure. And um, we really enjoyed the book. It was a very easy read. Um, one key element of the book was that the boy brings with him, and his name is Elmer, I should say. Elmer brings with him a backpack. And in his backpack, he has some key items that he salvages from his house before he runs away. And each item ends up being quite essential for finding his way out of a series of sticky situations. Uh, Sage, do you remember what items he had? Yep. Um, so he brought uh, rubber bands. He brought um, strawberry lollipops. He brought cinnamon gum. He brought scissors. He brought a magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure the last one is he brought ribbons. Mm-hmm. And a comb. Yeah. And I believe the only thing you missed was toothpaste. Yeah, he brought toothpaste, too. Toothpaste. And maybe a toothpaste. Maybe we missed more things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> see, you need to go out and read the book and fact check this podcast. Don't believe everything we say. But he brought some very important items, and each of those items ends up being a, a lifesaver for him in these sticky situations as he's trying to liberate the dragon. Now, Sage noticed, and I noticed as we were watching the movie, that, of course, there were some changes. I don't know of any book-to-film adaptation that has not made at least one or two changes. And there were some actually pretty significant changes in this adaptation. There were. Do you want to talk about that, Sage? Sure. So one of the most significant changes is it kind of gives some context to the start of the, uh, to the, start of the story. Mm-hmm. And kind of explains why he can't have the cat. Um, 
and uh, in kind of that context, they had to change how it, uh, like, why he meets the cat. So what is the difference? How does the movie start? So the movie starts that they're in, like, an old country uh, shop, and um, they kind of live in, like, a ghost town. It does, yeah, it doesn't like, start out as a ghost town, right? Well, no, but They're, like, in a western town. Yeah, but eventually it gets to... There's barely anybody left. Mm-hmm. And they run out of business and have to move to the city. And in the city, uh, it's kind of rough. And uh, his mom has... Uh, Elmer's mom has to... Is constantly busy and has to make calls. And eventually he runs away. I'm not going to give context so I don't spoil it. Yeah, but. and so they, when they go to the city, they don't... She needs to find a job, right? Yeah. They kind of have to start over. And they're in a rickety attic apartment that is yeah. unfurnished. It's a little bit grim. And they try to be optimistic. And they start out pretty optimistic and trying to make the best of things. But things kind of unravel as it's, you know, it's just thing after thing of them struggling and and they can't have the cat in the apartment why do you remember sage it's because the um the uh the landlady the landlady Mm -hmm. uh won't allow pets because she believes that they'll destroy all of the furniture yeah not that it's a very nice apartment to begin with and she thinks the same about children too yeah yeah uh she uh, um she basically insults Elmer at the start. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so it's pretty rough. And like Sage says, we're not going to give away what happens. But he does make it to Wild Island um, just like in the book. I don't think that's giving away too uh-huh. much, right? Yes. Uh, one big difference I remember is that in the book, he... Um, there's a big river in Wild Island, and he has to bring people across. The dragon does. The dragon does, yeah. yeah. The dragon has to bring people across, but in the movie, the island's actually sinking. Mm-hmm. So, the dragon has to lift it up every time it starts sinking, and I, that's a very big drastic difference. A huge that, difference. Yeah, huge difference. And as we were watching, Sage even said to me, um, and I thought this was very insightful, he said, I feel like a lot of times a book to movie, the movie ends up being kind of messy. And by that, I took you to mean the plot. They kind of mess the plot up a little. It's not as cohesive. Is that what you meant? Or? Yeah, well, it's because sometimes, like, take a Harry Potter book. Sometimes in the movie, they'll cut out key parts. Mm. Parts that actually really hook you. But in this movie... They take out all of the parts that don't hook you <laughs> and keep the parts that do hook you. And even add some parts. Did the yeah. parts they added hook you even more? A lot. Yeah. Because it's already, like, a very hooking movie with basically all of it being very interesting. And there's constantly action. So, with, like, the addition of lots of, like, lots of things, it, like, gives it a lot of powerful like a lot of powerful emotional moments yeah powerful moments yeah i would agree i found it very compelling the music was excellent yes um the film was made by the same studio that made the secret of kells 
and you can kind of see that um, in the style. Yeah. Uh, but it was very magical, beautiful art, beautiful music. We listened to the soundtrack. We listened to the soundtrack as we were going. We went to um, the store to get some items because in our last episode, we mentioned that we were going to start pairing some food items from our adaptations and bring that experience into this podcast. So what food did we go get for this book? So we got cinnamon gum. Mm Mm-hmm. And we got a, a we got a few different kinds of lollipops. Yeah, Sage has of... a big lollipop in his hand yes. right now. Um, what else do we get? A fruit. We got tangerines. Uh huh. And that was it. That was those were the main foods from this film yeah. because he's because he's on this adventure. He really doesn't have a regular supply of no. food. He's kind of making do with what he yeah. brought with him. And in the movie. It, well, in, like, both the movie and the book, it, like, he, in the movie, he runs away, which kind of, it's obvious that he wouldn't really have the materials to, to like, be okay out there. So, like, he doesn't have the necessary food at, yeah. at the, with him at that second when he runs away. Right. So, he kind of has to survive without that stuff. Um, but he does have a few food items. And so, Sage, why don't you take a look of your lollipop? How is it? It's good. It's good. Would you be able to make it for weeks with just that lollipop? I don't think so. No. Okay. I mean, he's just there a few days, right? I mean, yeah, but... I have my tangerine. I'm going to have a bite of it. Mmm. It's very delicious and juicy. I think I would... I think I'd be able to eat tangerines for a while. Me too. Because um, tangerines are really good. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of good vitamins. All right. So we're having a little snack. Um, I suggest that if you read the book and then watch the movie, you could make yourself a little thematic snack of tangerines, lollipops, and gum. Uh, and that would be very enjoyable. Um, so the last thing we'll talk about... Um, I was kind of thinking, it got me thinking about packing a bag and what you would bring on an adventure and some things, there's some obvious things that you would bring on an adventure. Like I first, I would think a Swiss army knife and, you know, matches and stuff like that. But he brings some sort of unexpected items that still come in handy. Yeah. Um, Sage, what would you bring if you could just run around the house and grab some things for a bag? Well, some things that come to my mind at first is maybe a walking stick. Uh, it would be helpful to have a lantern mm-hmm. and some, like, uh, batteries to recharge it. Uh, what else would I bring? I might bring some, like, warm or light clothes, like, mm-hmm. maybe both, so that I could, um, like, if it's cold or it's hot, I can, uh, withstand that weather, and, um... Pick one unexpected thing. What would be a, a weird thing that you would bring in that might come in handy? I would bring a huge cardboard box. Can you mm. guess why? No, why? In case 
it starts snowing or getting really windy, I can set it up like a tent. Perfect. You know, it's funny. I forgot to mention, but um, it's been a quite a while since our last episode. And the reason for that is because we had a big change this year. We moved from Los Angeles, California to Ithaca, New York. And um, maybe Sage has snow on the mind because it just snowed for the first time today and it was a very big event for us there's no snow in los angeles we all ran over to the window and stared even though it only snowed for about five minutes yeah yeah and then it rained afterwards and washed away all the snow the snow hasn't stuck yet but we'll get some eventually yeah but a cardboard box that's a good idea and you know what you can do you can flatten a box like you Mm -hmm. can break it down and flatten it and then rebuild it when you need it so it would be easier to carry so, yeah, it would be, like, an easy thing to carry. Mm-hmm. Another thing you could do with it is carry other things in it, mm-hmm. uh, which I would find very useful. So, you can... It's basically, like, a deflatable... Like, it's like a, a suitcase, but you can fold it into a flat piece. Yeah. You know what? Also, um, if it was snowing and you were on a hill, you could sled down the hill on it. Oh, yeah. I can think of a few different uses yeah, for a cardboard I'm box. I'm sure you could. I like that idea. All right. Well, um, to our listeners, we I think we do recommend the book and we do recommend the movie, right? Yeah. I mean, it was amazing. I it, I would definitely watch it again because I'm sure there are details. So there's always there's always this thing. There's this comprehension. That every time you watch a movie, you'll see something else or understand something else. So true. Every time, every new time you watch it or every time you read it, mm-hmm. you'll always find something new to ponder. I totally agree. And sometimes that new thing brings up more questions. That's true. Which may be answered in the future. This is true. All right, well... Uh, we'll be back, hopefully not in a year. Um, yeah, we were thinking about maybe talking about um, A Tale Dark and Grim. Yes. Uh, I am a very big fan of the show. Uh-huh. So we'll, we were thinking of we might read the book, and we might also get busy reading some grim fairy tales, because we like how uh, odd they are sometimes. Yes. Sometimes they are quite odd and strange. Yeah. So we'll be back soon talking about some fairy tales. Uh, until then, we hope you all get reading and watching and snacking. <laughs> <laughs>